0: Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin.
1: Yeah, good morning, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. We have a special guest in studio as well, Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfie team. Find Rob online, find his team online as well, robgolfie.com, 905-575-7700, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well gentlemen good morning good, good morning. morning well we have a list of listener questions great to see uh, the uh, listeners and the uh, people who uh, you know follow this show a week in and week out kind of respond and ask some pertinent questions we're going to get to a litany of questions um, regarding real estate here on the show uh, this one will start off with uh, an email from Phil who uh, and I have the answer to this question so you guys can just uh, hang tight because he's asking a non-real estate question <laughs> Yeah, his yeah. his question is love listening to your show every Saturday morning on CHML I have a non-real estate question if you don't mind what is the name of the song and artist that intros your show I really like that song and I'm sure many listeners feel the same way if you can mention it at the beginning of your show on Saturday and here we're doing it uh, that would be great thanks for keeping us educated on the many facets of real estate keep up the good work Phil Ian Hamilton so the answer is uh, the name of the song is called Home and it's by Philip Phillips uh, Philip LaDon Phillips Jr. is his full name He's an American singer, songwriter, and musician Who won the 11th season of American Idol back in 2012 uh, And, uh, of course, um, a very popular song Not only amongst uh, real estates, but the general public uh, as well uh, Alright, now to a, uh, a serious uh, question and, and from here on in, it'll be you know, non-musical questions uh, This one is uh, from Mary in Stony Creek If I'm listing in the mm-hmm. winter, should I take photos of summer of her property?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what we're doing is, especially we're taking uh, drone pictures and outdoor pictures. We've okay. done some on Grant. We got some in Dundas. So we will keep the, the pictures on file so that people can actually see what this house looks like mm-hmm. in the uh, summertime with all the foliage and everything out, the flowers yeah. and everything. It's always good to have that. So if you're thinking of putting your house up for sale, uh, get get photographs done and uh, and then and then you know put them aside cuz the, the hardest thing to do is is if you have a pool mm-hmm. and, uh, and and you put your house on the market in the wintertime and then you're looking for your pool pictures and every one of the pool pictures has your kids <laughs> your friends you know and your family <laughs> right, in them. right you want ones with no uh, nobody in the pictures yeah. so so it's uh, it's probably a little late now to, uh or maybe not um, if you got any pool pictures uh, yeah uh, take take pool pictures uh, before you close the pool um, and uh, and get them on file so that uh, when you put your house up on the market um, you know people can see what mm-hmm. the, the pool looks like and, and, it, and it, you know, it gives a really good perspective of your backyard
1: Regarding the pool, is that something that, uh, you know, if, you, if you're purchasing a home they have a pool, you can't quite inspect it um, and obviously there's a trust factor there can you put that in conditions, you know, i.e. the next summer round you go to that pool and yeah, you know it's not
2: a, a livable or, or a usable pool, can you put something in there? Yeah, yeah, you can put a condition in uh, that the pool be in good working order okay. on, on closing day. Or you could also, if you're doing a later closing, you could also ask that the pool be open and working on right. closing day. You could also request a holdback of, say, $2,000. Mm. Uh, so when they open the pool, everything's working. If it's not, say it needs a new liner, then that $2,000 holdback would go towards right. the, to, towards getting a new liner. Okay, But it's all having the right agent making the right... Conditions in the offer yeah. is what it's all about.
0: Yeah, you, you, you put in a, a set date by this date. So let's say the deal closes in... Uh, so it's February. February. Right. And you tell them by May 24, um, that's the last day you can make a claim for right. anything. Yeah. So if they don't, you know, so it just gives time for, uh, you know, because mo- mostly people open up their pools on the long weekend mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the... the uh, May 2-4. May 2-4 yep. weekend, yeah.
1: Uh, next question, should I buy or sell first? And I'm sure all homeowners when they're selling their home uh, is asking themselves this question
0: well the, the market's fast mm-hmm. um, so there's there's two ways about it. If you sell first, um, hopefully you know if you get a long enough closing, you'll find the house that you want right. because um, if you buy first, um, then you know exactly what you got. And then you could put your house up for sale, but mm. there is a high probability if you buy first, you have to, you know, buy with. Uh, uh, maybe you can put in a condition of selling your property, but then you have a high probability of, of getting bumped on that deal. Right. So chances are you may have to go in firm, buying first, and then you know, and have uh, and then put up your house for sale. and uh, And a lot of people are doing that. The market's fast. It's good as long as the, as the homeowner knows. Uh, from their agent that uh, this is what the value of your property is and mm-hmm. i and I can tell you a story on on that so this is a story where uh, uh, another agent uh, went in uh, from out of town and gave uh a value of uh to list the house at uh, five hundred and eighty nine nine okay. and uh so I went in there and uh and i i i didn't that number did does. I didn't see any comparables to that. The cl- closest comparable was in the high fours. Hmm. My suggested list price was five hundred thousand. So we're we're like eighty ninety thousand dollars apart. And I just I didn't even want the listing because she uh, she th- this lady had that number in her mind. Right. And and I didn't want to be the but she did know my my valuation was low, and uh, so anyway, um, she was looking at houses and she found one. Um, and there was three offers on it. hers was one of the three. So uh she bought firm. Um and uh and we said to her, I go, look, you know, like you, you know you, we my valuation was five hundred. Mm-hmm. She goes, No, no, but the market's good. i you know. So we listed at the at the five eighty nine nine because of what the other agent said. Right. And this is how the contamination happens. So everybody <laughs> remembers the high price. Nobody ever remembers the real price. Yeah. So uh we put it at um uh, we we did put the house at five eighty nine nine because that's what another agent said. Right. We gave her the benefit of the doubt. Right. Uh, nothing was happening, um, and uh, n- not even any showing. So so then we dropped it, and I, I think we dropped it down to like five seventy. Nothing was happening, and th- now n- again, few showings but nothing. Mm-hmm. So we get it down to five fifty, and and I, and I said to her, I go, look, you know the price that I suggested, and uh, and I. Like you're, you're, and now she's like scared. Right. She's scared because now she's got two houses Yeah. and she closed and she's in the closings coming up on this other house. And she goes, Rob, what's it going to take to sell this house? I said, <laughs> well, remember the first time we talked, I said, 500, 500,000, your house will sell. Yeah. So, um, so she, uh, I said, think about it, talk to your brother and everything. So she did eventually drop the price, uh, to 500,000 and she got 500000 for the hmm. house. Um, it, chances are if she listed at five hundred from the beginning, there's probably a high probability, and it's hard to tell, we can't tell. I mean, once it's, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. She probably would have got maybe more than uh, 500000 for that, wow. but that's just the story that I'm sure a lot of agents go through. So um, you gotta be careful, you know, get the right evaluation before you put uh, a firm offer on something, because that's how you're basing your, your equity and your down payment sure. and your mortgage. So um, so just be careful who you ask for evaluation because that can cost you thousands of dollars by asking the wrong person:
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the power of persuasion is pretty you know hard when you know one real estate agent is telling you, hey, you can get upwards of you know 589 in this case yeah. uh, and then you have that number stuck in your mind right as yeah. a homeowner, well, you well, think well, that's exactly. what your house is worth
0: And I have no problem putting the house for sale at that number yeah. it's just that I just don't want them to you know if worst case scenario it doesn't happen this is the number where it shows yeah. there was not one house with near or close that came close to, to 68589 mm-hmm. and so it just you know what i mean it, it so now this person bought this other place based on getting something over 550 570 right. and and, uh, and it didn't happen.
1: Well, wow. yeah. regarding that, when, when someone asks you, hey, Rob, come over to my house, uh, you know, I want to put it up for sale, uh, you're going to have, you know, a price in mind, obviously, when you see the home. But do you do research beforehand or afterwards? You go to see the home, then you do some research and go back to the client and say, hey, it's worth this much. Or do you research and then after visiting the home, you'll have an answer right away?
2: Uh, or does it work both both ways? Yeah, yeah, it works both it works both ways for sure. Uh, what I do is I, I I do research beforehand. Right. So I do a few hours research. What's selling in the area? What the home was purchased for? Uh, what what the what the seller purchased the home for? Mm-hmm. What the um, what the taxes are? What the assessment is? Um, what what's going on in the market in that area? So we yeah. look at the statistics on the board for that area for the last four months, mm-hmm. and see and see compared to other areas in the city how, how how much the price is going up. Right. And then usually I have a range before I go into the house, of about thirty to forty thousand dollars. Okay. So it's either going to be three twenty nine or three sixty nine. Right. Right. Three sixty nine at the top end, three twenty nine at the right. low end. Sometimes I'm surprised you get in, you go, wow. Yeah, and then that number is just blown out of the mm-hmm. water. But mm-hmm. but but you but you we know with experience yeah. what it's going to sell for. Yeah, it's, it's just we're experienced. We do this all the time. So so we wander into a house and and if it's beyond our expectations, then it's going to be a
1: higher mm-hmm. a higher number. So what triggers that? I know as as people who go to open houses or or, or is in search of a home, they'll have uh, a certain wow factor. You guys have seen. Yeah. You know, hundreds of homes, thousands of homes. Yeah. What's the wow factor for you? What, what takes uh, a number from one point to another?
0: Um, it could be um, kitchen, floors, yeah. bathrooms. Sometimes, when, uh, you know, when we're doing our research, and I always bring my laptop with me because there's always things that come up unexpectedly. And everybody always says, Oh, well, what, what about the house down the street? So yeah. I have access to all the information and mm-hmm. I can show them sometimes inside the house. Uh, of the neighbor 's property that 's sold, um, but uh yeah, like when you walk in and everything 's done right, like just it 's like and that 's what people are looking for. they mm-hmm. want something they can just move into um, yeah. and and that and that adds a lot of value because people will pay for that, yeah, so you know if you 're looking at a house let 's say we i we, we evaluated a house yesterday, uh Jennifer on the team, so we went in it it 's a little bit rough um. We could put it at three hundred and forty thousand dollars, but I, I I think it'll it'll sit and, and we'll get low offers. Mm. We said, why don't you put it at three hundred? Okay, and you'll probably get three forty. Yeah, because it's it, at that par- price point. I mean, we know Hamilton's booming. It's a great area of town on Kensington mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, it it just it the house does need a lot of work. It's been it's been neglected, um, but. The thing is, um, it's it's pricing it. So if you want more above market value, listed under market value, it, but if you list it at mar, at market value, then sometimes it may sit. it's just it's a funny market how this is working out. Yeah, yeah. And we're we've been doing we we've been in this market for so long. If the market changes, we won't know how to deal with it. It'll take us uh, you know time. But but it just uh, again you just don't you just. Don't know, but pricing is important. We we know what the public wants because we deal with the public. Right. We deal with the uh, the, the the buyers that are out there. Do you want to say something, Yeah. The wow the,
2: factor is is as Rob said, everything's done. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. When you walk when you walk up, the landscaping's beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you walk inside, you open the door. Everything there's no clutter. Everything's in its place. It's like uh, H, uh, the Home and Garden television mm-hmm. show. Right, you right, right. You know, you walk in; it's all been staged. But, yeah. But people actually, you know, a lot of people live like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's, it's beautiful and clean and pristine. Yeah. And generally, when I get into a house, like I start gushing. I go, "Oh, it's so beautiful! I can't believe it." It's, it's funny. Sometimes I go in the bathroom. Like, Do you guys use this bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, I, know the, I know the house. The the house we just listed and sold on Sharon. She she brought me into the bathroom and I had a glass shower door. I said, I said nobody uses this bathroom. It's, it's the, the cleanest thing. I've it's seen just my, pristine, it was yeah. like the glass was just brand new. She <laughs> goes, no, no, and there's four people in the house. Wow, they, they use that. Good bathroom. for them. It's yeah. just pristine. But she, but they, got, they got very, very good money for yeah. those because. It showed well. It showed well. Yeah. That's
1: huge. Well, if it's blowing you guys away, then it'll certainly blow uh, the buyer buyer away. That's for sure. Uh, Still to come, we're going to talk about uh, hiring a local agent versus uh, a friend from out of town. We'll get into that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900, CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samperin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our in-studio guest today, Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the web website, robgolfi.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfe Facebook page. It is uh, something to behold. I I love the drone videos. It's probably my favorite. Uh, listener questions. Our uh, topic today. A bunch of listeners have uh, emailed the questions, and uh, you can do so as well. Questions at robgolfe dot com. Questions at robgolfe and we will get to them in a future episode, just like today's. So, Rochelle from Hamilton, or it could be Rachel, um, emails: Should we use a local agent to list our home, or our friend from out of town?
0: That's a great question, Mike. Yes, you want to? Yeah, we'll both answer it.
2: Well. The friend from out of town. Um, the the out of town part of the question is is they probably don't know what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. They 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 could drastically drastically undersell your house, or they could drastically oversell your not oversell but overprice your house. it, yeah. Uh, you know Hamilton is a little quirky now with the in terms of selling, and it, it it's basically a lower price gets you a higher price, mm-hmm. but you have to know exactly where that sweet spot is of 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 where that lower price is, because you could go too low, yeah, if you're if you're nine ninety thousand too low, you're probably not going to get that ninety thousand right. and you're and losing more. thousands of and, dollars and then yeah. you' and then you're losing thousands of dollars. And the part about the friend is you should never use your friend <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> they <laughs> mean friend. well, but yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, they mean well, but there's an emotional attachment right. because they're your friend. They want to do. They want to do s- everything so well for you that they do it too well and, <laughs> and, and, and then they'll most likely overprice it Yeah, and then they won't give you the right advice and then when it comes t- time to an offer, they're emotionally involved and emotions and, and an offer presentation don't go well right, at all. Right. I, I, actually, my, when my brother sold his house, I, I, re- I didn't do it myself. I referred it to Rob, hmm. and I wasn't even working with Rob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, re- I referred it to his company. i my, say my father-in-law sold his house. I referred it to a whole another company. Yeah, it's 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 doing the best thing for them. And 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 when it comes, so if you if you've hired your friend and you have a falling out and things mm-hmm. aren't working out, it's pretty hard to hire your friend. Right, and then you're going to lose a friendship. Yeah, you know, which yeah. may be important to you. Yeah.
0: But the other the other thing also is that the local agent. Knows more about different neighborhoods and streets. Right. For instance, uh, you know, just I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad, so <laughs> <laughs> catching up. Right. Right? The the, met lab, uh, the meth lab. The meth this this guy. Yeah. But but remember, like some of the streets, like like Mike is like like. Remember, we were saying Mike's our encyclopedia. For, yeah. for yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. So Mike, like, not that he he hangs out with these guys, but he just knows like William Street. The streets. Yeah. yeah. Streets. Like streets that there's a lot of uh, drug activity mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. Um, an out-of-town agent, uh, either work, represent the buyer or seller, may not know that. And like, a, like for instance, William Street yeah, prices the, go up and they go down. They, they go the up.
2: The prices go up. The prices go up, and an out-of-town agent sells one. The and then the, and then the local <laughs> agent and it lists it. <laughs> and, then, and then when the person has to get out of there, they get the local agent. Yeah. And, I, and I, I had that exact same same oh. thing happen. Wow. And, and I, I felt terrible. I mean, they moved in there with a couple of kids, and they had a crack house right next door. Wow. You know, yeah. and they and, and and they they moved in. They. Yeah. They put money into the house and they had to get out, and uh, I think they lost about twenty thousand yeah. dollars. wow. Yeah, they yeah. lost. They lost. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember. Yeah. I remember that. that yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I think the, I think because they moved into this neighborhood, um, I think the wife ended up. Getting on crack because she was around neighbors really? that were on, on crack. Oh we, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The husband said that the uh, you know the wife started inviting people over from oh, the neighborhood, and then it turned into a party house. And Rob and I went to see the house, and it was destroyed on the wow. inside. Wow,
0: yeah, terribly, yeah, terribly. Yeah, nice yeah, family destroyed yeah, just because yeah. somebody moved them into this yeah. this street. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah.
1: Okay, let's move on to uh, Ruby from Hamilton. Can we stay in the home during showings, and can we talk to the buyers
2: directly? Absolutely not. You should, you should, that's you a no-go. No, you should leave for all showings. You, should, you know, you can be there when the agent shows up, let them in and just yeah. say, I'm going to go for a walk and, you know, just tell them to close or lock, lock, lock the door behind them. Uh, but you absolutely don't want to talk to the buyers.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, um, you could hurt your sale, in, in a, and I've got a good story on this, but the longer the person that's going through the house stays there, the chances are they're very interested. Hmm. We had uh, a client one time... Um, actually, negotiate with the buyer, and they actually negotiated themselves probably out of maybe five to eight thousand dollars wow. off the price. They realized that after, and uh, but there's nothing you can do. They 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 thought they knew more than we did. Yeah, and they realized they made a huge mistake. There's nothing they can do about it. And and I said to them, I said, you guys you guys threw money away, and uh, uh, it just it, it was an argument between the husband and wife. After mm. I mean, they weren't separating or anything like that. It's just. He just felt that he knew more and and, and wow. it, it ended up costing them uh, a lot of money that they yeah. could have gotten more in their pocket Aaron
1: from Grimsby asks uh, what is the difference between assessed value and market
2: value well assessed, assessed value is the value that the that the municipality puts on for tax purposes, and that's generally that that's done now for five years mm. Mm-hmm. So, so people would be getting their tax bills now in Hamilton, yep. and they'll they'll give a value five years down the road. Right. So so, this is the impact assessment. Yeah, the impact assessment. So, so if you get the impact assessment now, it says your house is worth two forty. It's worth two forty five years down the road. Right. It's going to go up in increments every year until it reaches the two forty. Yeah. Mark, market value is what we is what we, we work on, what's happening in the market today, mm-hmm. what houses are selling we, for. We don't
0: market. even look at the uh, assessed value. Yeah, yeah. We don't, like, if agents are looking at the assessed value, they're n- they're, they're not, they don't know how to... <laughs> they're you know. losing yeah. thousands. I'm they, so, so, not sure how they're, they're still do, in business. But yeah. some of them do. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. There's oh. so many agents out there. Yeah. They don't know how to uh, evaluate homes. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I mean, we've been doing it. Mike and I have been doing this for uh, many years and, and we've done hundreds and hundreds of evaluations and you become... Um, So what we have to do is not only just evaluate based on what other ones sold for, but now we're evaluating on time of the year, okay? Right. How many many homes are for sale in that price range at that time, at this moment right now? Mm -hmm. And then we try to push the market because we want to get good money for our clients. So we try to push the market higher without not getting any showings, you know, like we don't want to hurt the listing but like it's it's all trying to figure out what a willing buyer is willing to pay and that's right, the important right. part so um, but assessed value i mean my assessed value because I, when i sold my house my assessed value was was low for my house because i was in my house was probably the more expensive one in the neighborhood so that's how my assessed value was lower mm-hmm. but it, like in a cookie cut neighborhoods um, the, the assessed values are are almost pretty close to what yeah. what it is but but when it's a a, mi- a, mi- a mixed bag of uh, peanuts and, and cashew or whatever they, <laughs> they it's but uh, um then the assessed value can be off. So, but I never look at assessed value. Yeah, I never look at that. If, yeah. if agents are looking at that, they're they're not, they don't know how to do their yeah, job. Houses,
2: it, it, you know, it depends on the area as well. Houses sell for more than the assessed. Some right. sell for assessed. Some sell for a lot less than assessed. Yeah. In yeah. Ancaster, it's going to be more than assessed value for sure.
1: Hamilton Mountain now it's more
2: than assessed. Yeah. Right.
1: Email from I think it's Wessam from Hamilton. Um, do we have to sign a long listing contract?
0: Um, it depends on the market and depends okay. on the price. Um, what we do is, I, I, I mean, I remember, um, you know, um, especially the higher end properties. And, depend, you know, like there's one on Dickinson Road. We went to go um, um, see the people. And um, they, um, we evaluated it somewhere between $1.2 and $1.4 million. Uh, large property. And they, they were looking more like, uh, you know, $1.9, $1.8. Wow. And, so a big gap. There, there's a big difference there. In that price range, especially in that price range, people will come in uh, $100,000 or $200,000 less than the asking price to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But, um, so something like that, I probably would ask for something at least a, a 6 months to a year contract because I'm going to invest a lot of money into it. Sure. But uh, on a normal, you know, like if they go by, um, like on the higher end, I'd probably go with a six-month six contract if they went uh, with the um, price that I suggested. Now on like the medium price, let's say you know three to four five hundred thousand, um, and they and they go with the suggested price. I'd probably just sign a three month
2: contract. Okay. That's it.
0: Uh, but but prior to this um, boom, like with the real estate, we were signing six month well, contracts. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't even because want it was taking that long. Yeah, to sell. and I, I don't even good. I don't even want the contract. I don't even want the listing if it hasn't sold in three months. Cause, yeah. you know what I mean. Like now you just. It's just it's just dragging on. Like, yeah. Uh, like this market is good. If your house is not selling in this market, you're overpriced. Right. Yeah.
1: Because of the hot market here in Hamilton, uh, have have any clients asked for one month contracts or you know eight week contracts?
0: I have, and I did that one time, and I regretted doing it. Why? Um, years ago, I had one guy. He's just a, a, a difficult guy to deal with. Hmm. Uh, he only wanted a thirty day contract, and it sometimes it takes two to three weeks for the momentum to get going right. on a, on a yeah. listing. And and it wasn't like a market like this. So I gave him the 30-day uh, contract, uh, you know, against my good judgment. And uh, he did sell it, but he sold it because the marketing that I brought to it after the 30 days. And, and then this guy, I bumped into him. You could tell he felt guilty because... <laughs> You could tell. Years <laughs> later, years later, we're talking probably eight years later. Yeah, um, he goes, Rob. I, he goes, um, I want to make good good to you because <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's been thinking about it for eight well, years. Well, you know <laughs> why? Because yeah, exactly. Because I worked hard for this yeah, guy, yeah, and he sold this property because of my marketing and, and, and everything I did for him. Yeah, and and I didn't I didn't benefit from it, so it, he there was a guilt there, and uh, but he did apologize and he made he did make it up to me. But but there you go. I'll never do it. And I and I regretted doing it at that time and mm. I, I never did it again and I will never do it in the wow. future. Yeah.
1: Mike, has anybody asked you for a short shorter term
2: contract? Uh no. No, no. Typically, my I do like Rob said. Now it's a three a three month contract, yeah. and 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 people don't really quibble about that. The question they ask is, how long is it going to take to sell? Right. You know, yeah. given the market, if they if they if they go with our pricing and our marketing strategy, it's going to be sold fairly quick. But we yeah. do, but we don't know. We still require a three a three month qu-
0: contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we've got like Christmas and coming up. So de- December and mm-hmm. January are a little slower. slower. Yeah. So now, if 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 I was listing a house uh, first of November. I'd probably ask maybe for a five month contract. Just to just get because, you through that slow. Well, yeah, because you got two months there that uh, you may not get anything, and then all of a sudden, if your contract runs out at the end of January, and then somebody else lists at the first of February and sells it, you just, you basically shortchanged yourself. So mm-hmm. I, we, I, I that that's a consideration that I tell my clients that you know uh, those two months we don't know what could happen. It could sell, but it just we we prefer. Not to count those as months yeah, in our contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odds
1: are uh, the home is going to sell within three months. If it doesn't, um, does uh, how, how does that work? I mean, do they just go to somewhere else? Do you kind of renegotiate a new three-month deal? Or
0: yeah, yeah. You know what? Most people, if, you know, if your service level is good and you've been in touch with them, you know, letting them know the feedback and everything, um, then uh, you know they'll, they'll, they they sh- they will renew with you um, it, as long as you are in touch with them. Like. For instance, um, I've got a um, yeah. It just uh, it you know you don't want if it goes longer than three months. Mm-hmm. There's obviously it, an it, issue. It, it just becomes a, a sore a, like a, a sore tooth for right. a longer term. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because uh, like it's it's frustrating selling a home. Like it, uh, it it's 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 stressful. It's mm-hmm. stressful because you got to keep the house clean. You got to go out for dinners all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's everything. Yeah. And and you know what do people say? You know and you know what are the you know, why are they saying this? And, you know, it just, it's tough. So, yeah. three months, and then by the three months, you know, hopefully they understand that if your house hasn't sold in three months, it, it is a price issue. Right.
1: Yeah. And some of the feedback can be as a homeowner. Probably hard to take at times, right? Yep. You know, yeah. hey, you know this family once again, or, yeah. or another it family is.
2: doesn't like the yeah. house yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah, your house smells like cat pee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that a common complaint? Uh, yeah, that's a complaint. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Get, get the smells, sm- strong strong odors or smells yeah. Yeah. are are probably I would think the number one. Complaint. Really, eh? Yeah. yeah. More
1: so than just the look or even the price of the house. Yeah.
2: No, I I, I did an open house once and before the before the home seller left, they sprayed in this one room. They sprayed uh, Febreze or something. Right, right, or, right. The light Saw the Okay. Lysol. And it w- they sprayed a lot, and I don't know why they did it. But everybody <laughs> who went into that room said, What's going on? Is there is there water damage in that room? Because there was right. a grade level, it was a back split. Was there water damage? Are they trying to hide something? Right, They're, right, right. I, I said no. I said they just sprayed the you know the Lysol for some for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that strong smell was turning everybody off. Wow. And, and that's the only that's the only comment I got during the entire open yeah. house was what's that smell? There's something wrong. There's something going. Yeah, you're, trying yeah. something, you're trying to hide something. You're, something, you're trying to hide something. It up. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: trying uh, to hide something, then people will stay away from Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: with a purchase like that, any red flag is going to oh, make yeah. it back up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So do people still bake cookies and bread yep. and
0: yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah we yeah. tell them to. Yeah. That's the way yeah. to go. It, I'm I'd, telling you. It, it, chop
2: it, up an apple, put a little cinnamon on it, a little apple juice, throw it in the oven on 200 degrees. That's wow, all you have it to do. Smells beautiful smell. yeah. It smells good. It
0: smells good, yeah. 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 Uh, it yeah. does make, a, uh, you do get that Loving feeling. (laughs) And you guys get hungry in the home. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, All
1: right, here's uh, an email from uh, Corby from Binbrook, who writes, uh, what happens if the appraisal comes in lower than what the buyers agreed to pay?
0: Well, usually those are private deals. (laughs) Those are the private deals. (laughs) Um, Well, if you are selling your house privately, um, the the banks will... Ask for an appraisal to come through okay. because it's a private deal. Um, if it's through real estate, um, usually um, the banks will ask for uh, an appraisal f- uh, from an appraisal company, but they just do um, uh, over over the uh, internet uh, type of an appraisal. They, they don't physically go. They, the they, home. they, they may do a drive by. They just want to make sure yeah. you know they know there's a house there, right? there. There's a house there. <laughs> Still sta- yeah. Hasn't burned down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and they and it looks like it's been selling. Uh, uh, you know what what the average market is okay. been selling in that neighborhood. But uh, you, but now, I mean, because the market has been increasing so much, they're not they're 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 yeah. they're uh, letting things go pretty mm. easily. Like the appraisal, they say, well, th- th- your house is worth what a willing buyer is willing to pay. So if this buyer is willing to pay, you know, uh, you know, three hundred fifty thousand for this house, even though it was listed at you know three hundred and ten, uh, obviously the value is there because right. you know there there must have been multiple offers on it. Yeah. It
2: yeah, typically yeah. the appraiser will call the listing agent, and say how much did the house sell
0: for? Yeah, and then how many offers were there? Yeah, right. And, yeah. That, and that gives and they'll them they'll go idea, from there. And then they'll go from there. It gives yeah. them an idea like yeah. what the market's like. I had one years ago when the market was balanced and everything, and uh, the uh, the townhouse was. Uh, it, I'm, we're talking many many years ago, uh, uh, fifteen to eighteen year, uh, years ago. Um, it was a townhouse. I was selling for, um, I think it was ninety five. Thousand and the last one sold for ninety. The uh, bank wanted them to put the extra five thousand because it sold for five thousand dollars more. So, so if they were going in with five percent down, mm-hmm. they had to come up with an additional five thousand. Wow. That was that was when there was a balanced market. That we were just coming out of the. Um, that was like the probably like 2000, 1999 and stuff okay. like yeah. that.
1: All right, still to come, more emails from uh, you, the listeners. And if you uh, have a question as well, email your question to questions at com, and we'll answer it on next week's show. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.
0: house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so
1: Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our special in-studio guest this morning is Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. robgolfi.com golf At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. We're answering listener questions today. If you have a question, we'll get to it on a a future program. Email questions at robgolfie.com. Here is an email from Angie from Hamilton, who writes, what is the importance in signing a buyer's representation agreement? Go ahead, Mike. Maybe we'll start off with what is a buyer's representation (laughs) agreement?
2: (laughs) (laughs) A buyer's representation agreement is a contract Okay. between between the buyer and the and the real estate company
0: right. same thing if they were listing a house yeah the same yeah. Yeah, the same. It's, right. it's I
2: mean it's a it boils down to it, it's a contract okay and it's and it spell it spells out what the duties of, of of the realtor are to the buyer and what the obligations are of the buyer to the uh, to the, to the real estate to the real estate company okay it typically runs for a time frame of three months. And you, have, you would put what type of house you're looking for and geographic area. Hmm. So you could say, I'm looking for a house in Hamilton, up to 400000 mm-hmm. and, and, and And by signing that contract, that company now has a fiduciary duty to you, the buyer. Okay. Uh, they, have, they have a legal obligation. Right. Um, signing the buyer agency agreement um, uh, and now means the company is working for you. Okay, so it's yeah. important to do that because you
1: Very want, important. you know, you don't yeah. want any gray area
0: in that. No, no, no exactly. No, yeah. there, there was one. I remember one time we had a a, a lady uh, calling us, and they uh, did not want to be into this agreement with this other agent from another company, and uh, and and I and I said, well, you know, you have to talk to your agent, and you know, find a way to out of out of this buyer contract. So right. we took a look at it, and it said. Uh, 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 demographic area was Ontario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, Basically, he covered it. himself. Holy cow! But <laughs> I, 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 would assume in in court that, that would, wouldn't stand. That, would, that, would, that yeah.
2: wouldn't stand. Yeah, you, you, you have to be very specific. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, like okay. uh, you know, like if somebody's looking for you know, let's say a back split in you know, sometimes you could put Hamilton, uh, Stony Creek, or hmm. Hamilton Wentworth. Um, you know, it, it, it. But Ontario or sudden, you know, or, or or sometimes people list everything. Because it, it's not right. It, yeah. it should just be exactly what what uh, you know the area that you're looking for. Uh,
1: can you put multiple cities on there? I e. Yep. Uh, yes, Golden yes. Horseshoe might be a little too broad, but it you know is. Hamilton, Burlington, Hamilton, Oklahoma, Burlington, or Niagara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you
0: Orleans, name so all the yeah. all the cities and towns. Yeah. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, now, if you d- do, you need this agreement. Is this an yeah. absolute must?
0: Well, you know what, uh, there, you should, um, but a lot of times, you know, agents will work with somebody first. Uh, the, the, the consumer may want to work with somebody a little bit before they actually sign uh, an, an agreement. Because okay. they wanna, because once you're signed with somebody, you're, stu- you're stuck with them. Yeah. If they're not good at finding you a house, now you're stuck with them, right. and you need to find a house. So that could be a problem. But, uh, but sometimes uh, um, most good agents sometimes will uh, end up uh, working with somebody, and then as they get comfortable, they know this person's working really mm-hmm. on their best behalf. Then, then the, they'll come up and say, yeah, you know, I'm ready to sign that agreement. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, Luis uh, from Dundas. Uh, Do I get a better deal if I deal directly with a listing agent?
0: No. No. <laughs> I don't know where people... I don't know if people found the book on this someplace, but it's not, you know... Um, I don't Is this know. happening a lot? Uh, it does happen. Yeah. You know what? It happens with certain ethnic yeah. uh, uh, people. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, they think they're they're getting a better deal and they're not. Hmm. Um, we find uh, um, that when uh, some when the agents representing both parties, it depends. You're just, you've got a relationship with this seller, yeah, and then all of a sudden you meet this person that you know for that wants to see this house and and he only wants to deal with you because you have the the listing. Um, a lot of you know what they're they end up paying more for the house. I'm sorry, right. but end up paying more. And I, I looked online years ago one time and to see uh, if people that used that same agent that had it listed versus people that didn't, the average sale price was a lot higher than it was when they used an independent mm-hmm. agent that didn't have that listing. Really? So, um, you know, Mike, it's, uh, is it, it's, you know, it, I, I, th- I think when,
2: when buyers go to the, to the listing agent, uh, the the mindset that I hear from them is that they think that because the listing agent's representing both sides, they're, the listing agent's only going to, going to get half the commission, uh, and therefore the buyer should be able to negotiate that, say, two and a half, three percent right. down on the price. But that's not the case. Right. the uh, The listing agent, if they're representing both sides, they get both ends of the commission. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, yeah. and, and or whatever they whatever they
0: negotiated whatever with they, with uh, with the seller, yeah. and then that and that stays with it, but. But again, yeah, like it's it's always good to have proper representation. Mm-hmm. Um, we like if we're representing a, a buyer, and we see a house for sale, we will do an evaluation on that house, saying you know we want to we want to know did that agent is my number coming up to the same as that agent right. Right, listed that house, and um, but I mean if it it, it could be ours could, our number could be lower than that one, and you know and that one, and then but. People don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. coming from out of town uh, look come to Hamilton and they see our prices are great, yeah. and they, yeah. they go, "Wow, this is cheap." Yeah, yeah it's cheap yeah. in Toronto, but not <laughs> cheap here, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, If you're dealing with the listing agent and you don't sign a buyer agency agreement, that listing agent has a fiduciary duty to tell the seller everything you say. Hmm. So, yeah, and this happened. This happened to me. The first house I, or the second house I bought, it was, it was in Nova Scotia and, and in the in the eighties. And I called the listing agent. He showed me the house. We loved it. As soon as we you know drove down the drive, mm. we're going we're to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I think they were asking a hundred and or no, they were asking ni- ninety eight thousand for it. And we said we'd do an offer. We go back, we do an offer. And He goes, what do you want to offer? I said, well, offer offer ninety, but we'll pay full price for it. But but see if you can get us a couple of dollars off. Mm-hmm. You know, we we'd like to end up at ninety four. Sure. And the counter offer came back at ninety-eight thousand. He said, "She's not selling for a penny less." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, oh, okay." <laughs> so after he went to real estate school, <laughs> then after he went to real estate school, I went, he realized, "Oh, oh that's man. when the light yeah. bulb went off."
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. He yeah. was working for her. Have you yeah. guys been put in that position where they want to deal with you, and and, and we, you're getting we, it from we, both sides? We do.
0: We we uh, like so if if the agent on our team or myself listed the property, we'll send it to somebody else on the team, okay. the buyer agents. one of the yeah, buyer agents yeah. to deal with it. So yeah. that it's not a direct, uh, Yeah, there's
1: no uh, conflict there. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the great thing about dealing with a team that you've got people that we can assign to say, listen, um, you know, and sometimes the deal doesn't come together. Right. You know what I mean? Because the agent that is on our team representing the buyer and the agent that's representing the seller, um, the, the number so far apart. Mm. And so that we know we're doing a good job. So we want to tell them, listen, okay. Uh, it just uh, it just makes things easier because and and uh, and more lawsuits do happen because of the multiple, multiple representation. Oh, yeah. I believe it. absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah it works well. It works very well with the team that that I'm a listing agent. I, I deal with sellers. If mm-hmm. I get a buyer, uh, we send it to one of one of the buyer agents. And, and the great thing about that is that buyer agent does not know the motivation of the seller. Right. right. Only and I that's know, huge. Only I know the motivation. Yeah. yeah. So Mike
0: yeah. only Mike is, is only lists on my team. He doesn't deal with any buyers. Right and uh so we have somebody else that deals with that and it yeah. makes it makes things a lot easier because um you know like when you like individual agents out there they got they have the listing and they put it on the market people call them i mean he like i mean he's only going to he wants to sell that house there's no doubt about it we mm-hmm. do too but there's sometimes there's things there that need to be mentioned that yeah. uh, may not be mentioned you know what i mean yeah so. that's a
1: good point One more segment. When we come back, it's going to deal with inclusions and exclusions. We'll get to that here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Mike McNeil is our special guest in studio today, sales representative with the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, you can find Rob Golfie all over Facebook. Call him today at 905-575-7700. We have a few minutes to talk about uh, Jose's email. Jose from Burlington asks, Inclusion's Exclusions? Should I include the appliances?
0: Well, everybody's kind of expecting it. Um, mm. I, I, I remember getting into this business. Um, a lot of people uh, would take their appliances with them. But now it's kind of like people kind of leave it and then because they know when they buy the house that they're moving to, they're going to get those appliances. Right. Um, it just, I, I mean, th- it's what do you think, Mike?
2: I don't in the listing in the listing agreements now I don't put appliances in. I just leave them as as a negotiating tool. Okay. So if the buyer comes in and they want them, the the listing a- or the buying agent will point out what they're not in the listing, well we want to ask for them. Mm-hmm. So it becomes part of the negotiating process. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. 9 yeah. out of 10 times uh, or 99% of the time the um, the buyer always asks for the washer and yeah. dryer. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, sorry the the appliances yeah. And uh, and sometimes we leave it out of the listing uh, information sheet. Just you know, we just say, oh well, we'll throw this in, even though the the homeowners are going to leave it in anyway. But right. We'll, we'll throw the you know the appliances in, but give us our price. Yeah. Um, well, tell them the story, Mike, about the one that uh, the agent. Well, I, just, I, just, <laughs> so, I just
2: you know the house just firmed up, and I got the notice of fulfillment that they were buying the house. They mm-hmm. removed their condition of uh, of home inspection. Everything's great. And the agent called me the next day and said, Micah. I've got a little bit of a problem. Can you help me out? And I said, what's that? He goes, well, the buyer thought the appliances were included. And I said, well, how, how, how did they think they were included? They're mm-hmm. not built in and they're not and they're not on the listing. He goes, well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: he just <laughs> so, assumed. He didn't read the listing. He didn't read the listing. He didn't
2: read the listing. He just he just assumed they were going to be left. I don't know why as an agent you would assume anything yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you, you read the listing for – we have the listing for a reason. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what's staying, what's going, what's yeah, included, yeah, all the information yeah. about the house. You know, and the, and the, you know, the sellers graciously agreed to leave the frid- fridge and stove. And, but then the, you know, called the agent, told him that. And then he called back and said, well, they want the washer dryer. And I said, well, no, th- th- you know, I, I've already spoken to the seller and they mm-hmm. don't want to leave the washer dryer. <laughs> Otherwise we would have left it. Right. And he goes, well, we don't want anything then. It's Like what? Wow. What again, kind of conversation again, I, is that? I, know. I? I don't know what the conversation between that agent and the buyer was regarding this whole yeah. this, uh, this whole issue. Wow, but yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure the agent's going to be buying a washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
0: Again, the washer and dryer. Yeah, yes, it's always an issue. It's, every, the, it's that, qu- that every one every
1: item. Uh, what changed over time that people expected those appliances to be there? Was there one defining moment, or was it just kind of a gradual? It's The millennials. <laughs> yeah, the millennials. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's yeah. the they, it's for, the 25 to 35 year old uh, I, I, people. I think a. L- I think when the, when the interest rates came down and now their money's cheap, mm-hmm. I, you have more first time buyers, first time buyers don't have that much money in the bank. Don't right, have, right. you because know, closing costs are huge yeah, yeah. and they don't have another, and appliances are expensive now. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have another $7,000 to shell out on appliances. So they want them. Right. So they want them when they buy the house, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know, typically in, in the eighties, nineties people, you know, they, they didn't care. They were either left or they were
1: going. Yeah. Easier on people moving. They don't have to haul all that that's stuff right. out. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and
2: the movers hate moving appliances. Yeah. yeah. They hate because the yeah. walls are going to get dinged. Exactly. Like they're going to break the fridge, and then they have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well,
1: guys, that's a wrap. Thank you uh, for coming in. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. Thank man. you. Thanks right. for listening. Uh, you have been listening right. to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9, right here on AM 900 CHML.